Welcome to Coaches and Conversations, where we remove the veil and talk about what it's really like to be a woman building a business online. Because here, it's not just business, it's personal. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach and Business Strategist, Tavana Denise. Let's dive in. This is so surreal after actually meeting you in person at the mastermind that we were just at last week. And I know we were talking about how it feels weird that we've never until then never had met each other in person because it was like an instant bond. So I know, I know lots of things about you, but would you please <laughs> tell people a little bit about yourself before we dive in? Oh, absolutely. So my name is Maria Victoria Albida. I use she, they pronouns. I live on occupied Muncie Lenape territory, uh, also known as the Hudson Valley of New York State. I am a functional medicine nurse practitioner, a master certified life coach, a breathwork facilitator, and the host of the Feminist Wellness Podcast. And I coach humans socialized as women to break free from codependent, perfectionist, and people-pleasing thinking so they can live a life they love. In a nutshell. <laughs> Those are my words. That's the elevator pitch. That's what we've got. We're sticking to it till I change it. I know, which is so, it's so funny. Like, I'm just so glad that you did that because like I've told you and I've told everybody listening, like I really wanted this to be a free flowing, bring your full self. This is how we talk to each other mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of vibe. It's so right. I was like trying to think about, like, we talk about so many things all the time. All the time. What the heck can we talk about (laughs) (laughs) for the people? And so I think we've been, as I, as I really start to own the launch therapy space, I think one of the things that have come, has come up for myself, probably for you and other people listening is this idea of perfectionism. And I would also love to hear how you bring in or how you talk about codependence within a launch, because I had never heard that before. And so, yeah, well, we already know, like the perfectionism is a big thing. Yeah, I see it all the time where people freak out and they want they think that they have to have created all of the things for their what their offer into the world before they go sell it. Because in their mind, if I have all of the things, then it makes it more valuable or then I can feel more confident and convicted about selling it. And I know you, you know that that's not the case. So what's your take on that? Yeah. Well, how about I start with defining codependent thinking? Yeah. For sure. I think there is a lot of confusion out there and um, my take on it is a little different. So I define codependent thinking as chronically and habitually, meaning not intentionally, sourcing our sense of value worth and wellness from everyone and everything in the world other than ourselves. So we're walking around with this spotlight on our heads, looking at uh, our degrees, the diplomas on the wall, our certifications, our clients, our parents, our friends, our partners, everyone, our job, everyone and everything other than us to tell us that we're worthy, worthy of being alive, worthy of taking up space, worthy of using our voice, worthy of having a launch, having a business, being a coach. And so from that place, we don't value ourselves. Our self-concept is is not a robust one. It's not much of one to lean on because it requires that everyone else lift us up 
instead of knowing, trusting, and believing we can do that for ourselves. It's so interesting that you say that, especially in your work as humans socialized as women, because I had a client earlier today and we were talking about something very similar in the uncovering what was underneath her fear around growing her business. We discovered that she had a thought of, I don't want to get too big because then my sisters are going to basically talk shit about me. Right. And as I peeled through the layers, it became one of those things where she didn't want that. But then on the other side of what she wanted, she was like, oh, I'll be alone and nobody's going to protect me. Right. Or be there to protect me. And I was like, protect right. you from what? Right. Judgment right. And criticism. And I'm like, but the judgment and crit- your sisters are over here saying certain things about you. Uh-huh. I thought that was so fascinating. Right. How we hold ourselves small. And so I'm curious, when you work with human socializers, women in particular, Mm -hmm. what do you find to be the difference? Like, what is it about us wanting to keep ourselves small, wanting to Mm. keep ourselves safe and all all of that and not people not wanting people to talk shit about us? Yeah. I mean, part of it, right, is like a biological human drive, a mammalian drive. We all want to be liked because it makes sense. If you are liked in your village and then the lions come, the marauders come, someone's more likely to pick you up and put you on their hip and run out of the village and run to safety with you. Okay, but wait a minute. What is a marauder? <laughs> a marauder, like like the the Vikings, the 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 attacking group from another village. Okay. I, I just I like the I word marauder. It. It's such a good word. I also was really into Tribe Called Quest back in the day. So my brain's like Midnight Marauders. Tribe Called Quest, obviously. Uh, okay. Mm. Like, mm. Yeah. I, I know I have very intelligent friends and I'm very intelligent, but I don't know all the five and ten dollar words. So Who can't? Who can know them all? Honestly. <laughs> Nobody can. <laughs> Not all at once. Oh, oh and my that God. person's okay. probably kind of annoying anyway. But that's that's a T. I know it. <laughs> Listen, we all just learned it. Well, most of us just learned a new word. So thank you very much. What a delight. My work here is done. It's feeling. <laughs> I'm out. No, you got to help us stop being worried about what. Oh, okay, great. Oh, okay. 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 Let's do that first. I mean, so here's the thing, right? It is human and natural and normal to worry, to, to care what other people think about us. What makes it problematic in our lives is when we care more about what they think about us than we care about what we think about us. And that's when we get into that codependent thing where I'm dependent on you liking me, approving of me, validating me for me to feel okay. Right. And I think this is particularly an issue for those of us who are socialized as women because we're taught from jump how to be a good girl. And good girls are quiet. Good girls are small. Good girls don't take up space. Good girls don't, you know, get mud on their Sunday dress. They don't, you know, like you, we're taught. Get small, stay small. Stay small. Don't speak up. Yeah, right? All the mind fuckery. All the mind fuckery. Thousand percent. I mean, look at diet culture, right? You know, so much of my work has to do with somatics, which is soma is Greek for body. And so it's the work of coming back into our bodies, reclaiming our embodiment, our right to be present in and with our bodies to value, not just the mind. We can throw Descartes the full way the fuck under the bus, but right to, to mind and body are one. And our bodies have brilliance and wisdom that we are taught in white settler colonialism in the patriarchy, in late stage capitalism to completely ignore our body's wisdom. 
add to that stress, distress, and trauma. And like, of course, we're not embodied. Add to that diet culture. And we're not in our bodies. We're working on our bodies. We're working to make them smaller constantly. And so, of course, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And so you take that to your launch. You take that to your business. It is challenging without embodiment and without realizing all the forces, all the, the structural reasons, all the socialization and conditioning that led you to have the thoughts you have today. It is challenging from those mindsets, which again, are not your fault. You're doing legit what you were taught to do. You're being who you were taught to be. How are you going to speak up and tell the people about your offer? How are you going to speak up and, and go on Instagram and do what you need to do and have that webinar and not like have a panic attack before, during, and after and beat yourself up. Yeah, that stuff is real. And so it's interesting too, because we talk about the mind and then the body. And it's like when a lot of us get into thought work, we can conceptualize, we can logically understand the thought like, oh, A equals B. But how do we start to unravel some of that stuff, especially when it's the the patriarchy society like these are things yeah. that, that was yep. programmed into us yep. for a long time yeah so i love the question whose thought is this <sighs> such a good one such a good one right cuz anytime we find ourselves thinking who am i to have a six figure launch who am i to put this course out who am i to teach on this issue uh, it's probably not your thought right? It was probably taught to you somewhere, somehow by someone who wanted to keep you small. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that thought. Related sense of safety, like keep you small and sometimes keep you safe, their, their version or their idea of being. Right. And, and listen, if you are, you get to choose between someone else's story of safety, like you said, which is like, stay at the back of the cave, be really quiet. Don't let anyone see you. Sure. That'll keep you safe. No one will judge you. No one will criticize you. No one will have thoughts about your offering. But is that the life you want to live? Right. Because here's the interesting thing. If we go back to that session that I had with the client earlier today, the criticism and judgment was happening on both sides. Right. Either she was going to accept it or hear it from her sisters, or she was going to give it to herself. Right. It's actually, I was in session with a client this morning too and anchored my six month program. And she was talking about how she's scared to set boundaries with her mom because her mom can be really volatile and will often have really very, uh, what she described as outsized emotional reactions to her setting any kind of boundary or limit or asking for what she wants and needs. And so she was like, I just, I don't want to tell her that I don't, I don't want her to do this thing. Right. It was like, coming to her kid's soccer practice or soccer game. And her mom like freaks out if they don't win. And like, it was a whole thing. She's like, I don't want to tell her not to come because then she's going to freak out. And I'm like, but she's going to freak out anyway. Right? So you can either take the slings and arrows uh, like on your terms or on somebody else because they're coming for so many of us within our family blueprint and from within what's the norm within our family of origin, the criticism's coming. The questioning is coming and it's so true and within society and culture, right? Cause like women we're when we're socialized to be girls and women, we're taught be sexy, but not too sexy, be loud, but not too loud, right? Speak your mind, but not, but not about that. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about Bruno. Right. Right. 
So what happens when we start talking about Bruno, right? Houses fall apart, but maybe in the end, that's okay. I can't believe I just like weaved a whole Encanto theme, but I did it. It's been done. It's done. It happens. I wish y'all could see her face right now. She's like, quiet. Why? What are you doing? Nah. Listen, I love the way your brain works. You're used to me. Yes. I love the way your brain works. Oh, so many things. Like I'm trying to figure out where in the world do we go? With so the person knows, like they've asked the question, whose thought is this? Right. Like, okay, this is not my thought. My mom taught me this, my dad taught me this, whatever. Somebody taught me this. It's not my right. thought. Then what? What do you do yeah. with that? Then you go to the body. Then you go to the body and you ask your body, where does this live within me? Where does this story live within me? Where does this resonance, this the energy of this thought live within me? And then you start to build self-intimacy, which is the opposite of what most of us do when our thought patterns is co- are codependent, perfectionist, and people-pleasing, right? Because we're so concerned with everyone else, we haven't built intimacy with ourselves. That may feel scary and that's understandable. And I have a lot of compassion and love and care for that. And on whose terms do you want to feel safe? Do you want to source and create safety within yourself? I do. I do every day because then I know whatever comes my way, I've got me, I've got my back. And so when a story comes up, I look for the feeling, I look for the energetic resonance in my body and I get in communication with it. I talk to it. I spend all day talking to myself, mostly out loud because I ran out of fucks a long time ago, right? And so I, I talk to those energies and then I move with those energies. Right? When we talk about inner children, when we talk about the nervous system, when we talk about somatics, it's, it's really about opening up the, the lines of communication between us and the parts of us that were exiled, the parts of us we pushed away often, again, for really good, smart reasons due to stress, distress, and trauma, due to microaggressions, macroaggressions, passive aggressions. And we yeah. get to let those parts know that we love them, we care about them right? They have our attention. They have our inattention, right? We will hold them as sacred and we will honor them, which doesn't mean always doing what your inner children tell you, right? Because your inner children might be like, you know what? Go slash your ex's tires. You might want to, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or your inner children might say launching is scary. Don't do it. People are going to criticize you. If you go on your podcast and tell them you have an offer, then they're going to have thoughts about that. And they're going to let you know, and I don't know how to handle that. So that's when you get to be the adult in the room. You get to be the solid object, right? You get to be your own most loving caretaker and say, I hear you. Of course, it's scary for you. Of course it is, baby. You're six, you're 18, you're 12, you're 35. You're still younger than I am today. And I want you to know I've got us. Yeah, that's uh, incredibly powerful work that... I didn't even know that I needed myself. And once I found the trauma work and the somatic work that I didn't realize that so many other people, especially those of us who live in our head, high achievers, go-getters, action takers, all the things. Yep. And I would say, I'm so thankful for this work and us having this conversation in public and for us talking to other people, because at least this is what I get. And I would love to hear your thoughts about it. Yeah. So often 
once people have done all the strategies, they've taken all the action and it's still quote unquote not working like they think it should, then they realize, oh, wait a minute, something else that (laughs) that I might want to investigate. So then we start doing this trauma-informed work and the somatic work. And one of the biggest pushbacks Mm -hmm. I get is I don't want to open Pandora's box and do all of this emotional work and or I don't want this to take like forever. I don't have all day to be in my feelings. Right. So what would you say to that? You're already in your feelings all day and they're either they're running the show or you're in conversation with them. I mean, being numbed out is a feeling and taking endless action, right? Doing and doing and doing and doing and doing. So you won't feel the feelings are still happening. You know, in the nervous system world, we say the issues are in the tissues and it's so true. The, the feelings that we suppress in the name of action, the name of productivity, the name of hitting the next goal, all those emotions stay within us physiologically as tension patterns, right? Our emotions do live within the body. And so they're there anyway. And so you can either wait until they start screaming at you and their language is symptoms, right? Physiologic symptoms. That's the only language they speak. You can either wait till they scream or you can pay attention to them when they're whispering. You've got choices. You have agency. 100% there. Mm-hmm. So when we think about codependency in the context of a launch, you mm-hmm. were telling me something about that before we were before yeah. we started recording. And I, that was fascinating to me. So I would love for you to explain what yeah. that looks like and the breakdown. Yeah. So again, the way... I think about codependent thinking is we need others to validate us or we don't believe that we're valid. We don't believe we're worthy, that we're good enough, that we are enough. And so if you go into a launch, start your coaching business, build your business from that place of I'm not enough unless you tell me and prove to me that I am, then every consult where they don't sign up, every application where you send the consult link and they don't book, every no-show every cancellation, every refund request, every this wasn't what I wanted it to be. When you start your group and you wanted 20 members and you have 10, you're not celebrating the 10. You're mourning the 10 who aren't there because it's about you, right? And you're making it mean something about you and how you're not worthy. You're not good enough, right? You're not asking, did I take massive action? You're asking, am I enough? Am I worthy of the air I breathe? Am I worthy of, of the water I drink? And those are the wrong questions. And again, always compassion, care, love. I understand why you're asking them. It's a brilliant response from your inner children and your ner- nervous system and your conditioning, from, often from growing up in codependent systems. And so when we are in these codependent relationships with our future clients, people we haven't even met, our current clients... <sighs> We don't serve, we grasp. So we, we talk about being of service, giving from a full open heart. And so that means no strings attached, no expectations, right? It means take it or leave it. This is this beautiful gift that I'm giving you. And here you go. And I worked really hard on it and I, and I made it with love. I hope, truly hope that you enjoy it. And we can do that from embodiment, from self-worth, from believing in ourselves and believing in what we offer. And then there's the other two options, which you're giving with graspiness, right? 
Why aren't they downloading my offer? They downloaded my my freebie, but they're not emailing me. They downloaded the thing, but then they're not they're not signing up. Why don't they like it? Let me change it. Why don't I add 15 more freebies? Now I have 200 freebies. Oh my God, my active campaign is a hot mess and I don't understand anything. And my, right? Yeah, you're so funny. It reminds me of what I call transactional marketing. Correct. You're, I'm mm-hmm. going to put one post out, get mm-hmm. one client in. You know, it's it's so, so interesting. So the giving yep. with graspiness for sure. Giving with graspiness, that is for sure some shit. And, and you know what? Whether it gets you the, it might get you clients, but at what cost to your spirit, to your soul, to your time, your energy, your sense of self? Here, here's the other rub. And yeah. your sense of security and safety, because Correct. if you got them that way, then it's, it's this undercurrent of they're going to go away. Of course. Yeah. Such a good point. Right. Because I didn't like get them legitimately. Right. It's like, oh, I must have tricked them. They must not have realized that I'm such an imposter, that I'm so terrible, that I'm just not not great. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I, I got these clients. How many times have you heard someone say, I don't even know how I got 10 people in my group? Oh, yeah. A thousand times. Right. 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 Yeah. They just appeared. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't the posting and the podcast and the webinar and the workshop and the Facebook challenge or whatever. No, it was definitely, definitely a fluke, babe. Yeah. So then how are you going to the next launch and the next one and the next one from that same energy? What are you going to keep recreating? If you even get to the next launch and the next launch and the next launch. Sure. Sure. Excellent point. Yeah. So then that third, you know, we talked about giving from a full heart, which is being truly of service, the transactional marketing or graspy giving. And then the third is over giving from desperation, manipulative delivery. Right. And so that is, here's my one offer, but now, now another one and another thing and another free thing and another free thing and another, right. From that energy of trying to manipulate, right. It is, it's, it's the graspy, but it's, the energetic feels a little different. It's like, I have to keep proving myself. I have to keep showing up when I'm bleeding, when I'm passed out on the floor, when my adrenals are like, basta, right? In Spanish, no doy mas. I give no more. When your nervous system is fully in dorsal and you're frozen and you don't know what to do, but you're in that high activation freeze, nerd talk, nervous system talk, meaning you're jacked up, you're, you're tired, but wired. It's like you've had four shots of espresso, but you're exhausted internally oh, yeah. from your body, from trying to, it's not over delivering in the, in the beautiful, delicious way. It's, it's manipulating and it's so tiring and it doesn't work. I mean, also PS, also PS. Right, because it's a recipe for resentment in your yep, business. thousand percent. Yeah, because it's, it's always a uneven energetic exchange. Totally, totally. So you said something about the the validation. We talk about external validation and worthiness and stuff like that. But I wonder if you have language around what's the difference between I have my back, I have me always, I validate myself and narcissism. Hmm. Narcissism is at a cost to others, right? That's it. And then the former, you know, I have my back does not, the way I teach it and work with it and embody it is, does not mean that I do not, that I'm not in community, that I'm not in collective. It's me first, you second with love. And so what that means is I will scan my body. I will review what I want and need to do. 
And if I can be of service to you without resentment, without annoyance, without anger, without blaming you for taking my time, right? Any of those tropes, any of that bullshit. If I can give to you from that big open heart, I'm here to give. I am here to give. And I love when you give to me. Oh, likewise. We coach each other a lot and we just girlfriend talk a lot. And it's so fun. It's so beautiful. But I want to, I want to highlight like in our exchange and in our friendship, I might just be like, Hey, do you have a minute or a, Hey, I need you. And then it's this beautiful where you are free to say, no, No. not right now. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe later. Yeah. Yeah. And I love you anyway. I love you always. Always. And that yeah. I, I appreciate you modeling you taking care of you. And Likewise. I love, yeah, that that exchange. And I think sometimes when we've been socialized to believe we have to give selflessly, both of right. us having backgrounds in healthcare can really be like, oh, you got to take patient first. Yep. Matter of fact, there is a corporation called patient first. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think what you're pointing to is the difference between codependence and interdependence. So in interdependence, which is where I lead my clients to, that's the goal, is not independence because that's a whole other ball of problems. In interdependence, I truly believe that I am an autonomous human. And I truly believe that you are too. I honor our autonomy. I honor our individuality. I honor that your needs and my needs may be different and they may overlap. And I honor that the energy of mutuality and reciprocity between us, right? So reciprocity isn't one for one, eye for an eye, tit for tat. It's not, you know, I took out the garbage, so now you have to. It's not, God, I hear this one all the time. This is like, so co. God, I did all these things for you. And now you won't even like do this one thing for me. Oh no. Yeah. No, I hear that like day in and day out and anchored. That is codependent resentment. That is keeping score. That is not the path of love or kindness or generosity or interdependence, right? That is, I am only valuable if you will abandon yourself as much as I abandon myself. Oh no. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. And again, we're just doing what we were taught to. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken if you're like, ooh, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> so the opposite of that is what we do, right? Like you said, like, hey, do you have five minutes? In five minutes? Do you consent, right? There's not a lot of consent in a codependent space, right? There's a lot of demands, expectations that are often not voiced and a whole lot of disappointment and resentment when the demands, the obligations, the expectations are not met. And I imagine that that, comes along with the conversation around boundaries and being unable to set them, maintain them, all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. And so then, you know, the, the folks in Anchored, I get tons of coaches, master coaches, lots of clinicians, of course, because healthcare is like one of the most codependent spaces on the planet. And they are doing patient first. They are doing client first to their own detriment, right? They're saying, oh, I don't want to look at these labs, but like, oh, fine. I'm not on call, but I'll answer this one, right? They're like, 
they promise their clients they'll be on the Slack Monday through Friday, and you know they're up in there Sunday afternoon, not because it brings them joy. So I check my Slack on the weekends. The only one I check is my group, and it's because I love it. I love it. I love them. I want to see what they're up to. Maybe they posted a picture of their baby or their donkey or their, you know, like, I love it. Yeah. And because it gives me true joy. What's that? Right. Right. Was not. Oh my God. So much joy. Or not with resentment. Not exhausted. No. All of these. No. And when we were at Mastermind the other weekend, you know, I, I did not check it on the weekend. Right. They were on a break for the week. And I was present with you. I was present with our friends. I was present for the speakers. I was there and present. And I didn't want to check it. So I didn't. You know what? I was so present. Mm. I like forgot. You forgot you had a business? Yeah. For several days. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that. I was posting the stories every two seconds, but that's just because I was taking pictures with such amazing humans. I got a whole bunch of pictures too. They're going to come out eventually. (laughs) Right. When you're ready. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll come out in the next few days and weeks. Yeah. I'll be fine. Like, let's take off. As a matter of fact, though, when the first day and a half, I forgot to take pictures. I was so into the hugs. Now it's like, oh, wait a minute. I love it. So, yeah, I I think that's something it reminded me of when when I was a kid and you just lose yourself when you're out playing with your friends. Right. Lose track of time. Yep. Lose track of all the things. It was so amazing. And I think what you're bringing us to here is presence. And I get this question, you know, everyone wants to jump to the A-line. Everyone wants to say, like, what are the actions I need to take? And so often the answer really is embodied presence, which is often taking no action and just being. And we forget about the importance of of who you are being in any given moment, right? So who are you being when you're launching? Are you being anxious and graspy? Are you being worried about whether they'll love you, whether they'll like you, whether they'll approve of you? Are you being that perfectionist who's staying up till 3 a.m. to like make sure the typeface is, is right on her Canva post or her Instagram or whatever the fuck people are doing these days? I can't keep up. TikToks. I can't. I don't. I just. No. I refuse. I refuse to upload TikTok. I politely decline. I'm with you. I am not available. I will not RSVP to that party. Who knows? Maybe I'll do it someday. Who knows? At some point, but at this point, I'm like, sure. no, not interested. But that's exactly it, right? When you're present with yourself and you and I are both so deeply invested in our embodiment, when we're present with ourselves, we can say, that's not for me. And from codependency, we say, I probably should be doing the thing. And it's such a bummer that I'm not doing the thing. I don't want to do the thing, but I should be, right? There's something wrong with me that I'm not. And <laughs> then what? Preach on that for a minute. Oh, I, oh, I will. I will. Because then what we do is we leap to the other side. We go either from demonizing and vilifying ourselves to demonizing and vilifying the thing, right? So it's either I'm a problem because I'm not doing it or, you know what, TikTok is so stupid. It's like just for 14-year-olds. And like, what are these children dancing on the internet all about anyway? It's so dumb. I don't ever want to do it. It's the problem. Oh my God. So I had a moment maybe about a week ago when I heard someone basically vilifying launches. And I was like, wait a minute launches are not the problem and you are not a problem. And so it was just so, it was one of those moments when you hear somebody like, oh, I'm smart. <laughs> oh my God, I love you. I love that you're like, gasp, 
I'm smart. You are smart. Well, yeah. yeah. It's so funny when you hear people like that's their specialty all the time. Say something that you, you, you came to your own wisdom and know. Right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause vil- villainizing, villainizing, it's kind of a hard word. It's like a lot. It's like a mouthful saying that something is bad just cause you don't want to do it. Like you're, you're jumping out of your model, right. Instead of staying with the feelings and staying with like what is coming up in your body when you think about TikTok or Twitter, like whatever the, whatever the thing is launching in general. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know, right? I know we, man, we could riff on so, so many. It could be like things. a 6,000 hour podcast. No, but we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that to the people. You, yeah. We'll just hop on IG and continue to combo. I love when we do that. That's so fun. Let's do it a lot. Before I ask you my last question, though. Oh, okay. So please, please, please tell the people where they can find you, follow you, tap into all that wisdom in your big, beautiful brain. Hmm. Thank you. So uh, my website is victoriaalbina.com. If you head over there right at the top, there's a big teal bar. You click it and it takes you to a page where you get free meditations. So there's an orienting exercise, which is a nervous system exercise, uh, an inner child meditation, a boundaries meditation. You can't beat the price. So go on and get those. They're good for you. Try them out. See if you like them. See if you hate them. See if you're neutral and then work with those thoughts and feelings. Next, you can find me on the gram. I give really good gram at Victoria Albina Wellness. My podcast is called Feminist Wellness. Anybody seeing the theme? And Anchored is my six-month program to help humans socialize as women to overcome all these things, the codependency, the perfectionism, the people-pleasing. And it's a ball. It's a blast. It's goddamn exciting. It's a good time to wanna. It's a goddamn good time. And you know it is. And you can learn more at victoriaalbina.com slash anchored. Oh my gosh. I can't. (laughs) I know. I know. You invited me on. You knew what you were getting yourself into. I did. We've been knowing each other years. I haven't heard that voice yet. You like that? I've heard little Victoria and I love her so much. Oh, yeah. When I I let my inner children speak and they kind of talk like this and then sometimes they switch into Spanish or Espanglish. They love Espanglish. You know, I mean, Spanish was my first language. Espanglish was my second. And then English. Oh, bueno, acá estamos. Here we are. You are who you are. What, what you going to do about it? Not, nothing to do about it. ¿Qué? ¿Qué? Oh, help me. Oh. No, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Tavana Denise show is officially canceled because she died. I <laughs> killed her from laughter. And it's been a pleasure. Good luck, everybody. You're on your own. Oh, JK, JK. There's no help for this. For this kind of love, there's no help. Oh my gosh. Okay, my friend. So (laughs) the last question, por ahora, is if you go back. Did I guess it right? What? I said syphilis. Did I guess it right? No, that is not the answer. It will require more than one word. Okay, okay, okay. If you could go back in time (gasps) and give your current self one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, you are enough. You are enough. Yeah. Took me decades to realize that and to stop thinking I had to prove it all the time to everyone, to clients, to patients, to my parents, to my friends, to my partners, to strangers, to myself. Mm -hmm. You are enough, little one. 
you are so perfect and enough just how you are. All the things. Oh, All so the things. Mm. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Yes, and I will talk to you soon. I can't wait. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, join our private community at tavanadenise.com forward slash join. This is your place to get real, get honest, and share what's on your mind and heart as a woman building a business online. I can't wait to meet you on the inside.